0: Our next speaker is Inta Mierina, I'll tell you about her first. She's a Fulbright Fellow here at the University of Washington and a visiting scholar in the Department of Scandinavian Studies. Uh, she, at the University of Latvia, she is a principal investigator for a grant from the European Union Social Fund. The grant is titled The Emigrant Communities of Latvia, National Identity, Transnational Relations and Diaspora Politics. She recently completed a survey of 1,500 emigrants from Latvia elsewhere in Europe. And I understand that's the largest survey of emigrants from any country that's, that's done anywhere Europe. in the yeah, world, or Europe, true. yes. Uh, today, we, we announced one title for, for her talk, but uh, we have changed. Uh, Inta was telling me about a recent publication that she had, an article, and said that she would actually like to talk about that article that just is hot off the press in Latvia. And so we're going to be changing the topic. Uh, I'll mention that Inta is also speaking in the Department of Sociology later this week on Friday, where she'll be talking about left of right self-placement. Are we are we measuring what we think we are measuring? Will be the talk. We can ask her about uh, specifics of that later. But today, uh, the title of Inta's presentation is "Away from Home, Closer to Heart: The Effect of Time on the Evaluation of Political Authorities." processes in life
1: Thank you so much. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah the um, uh, the, uh, um, the study that I want to talk about today is based on Do
2: also intend to show slides.
1: Um, no I, I will not be showing slides I just you know make some notes and
0: oh, can we turn no it so we can just
1: start it up and so um So it's based on this large case study that we recently did, just last year, um, of the immigrants from Latvia, where we started 14,000 Latvian immigrants abroad, uh, including more than um, 5,000 in the UK and more than 1,000 in in the US and many other countries. Um, So it was really a large success for us, and and, and we really can say a lot like big thanks to all who participated, because we never thought we would be able to mobilize that many people. Uh, so it's, it's really exciting to, to, you know, to be able to analyze that kind of data. It's just really, really rich analysis, really large questionnaire, many questions to analyze. So um, the, the, thing, um, the topic that I want to talk about today uh, is about the issue of, of political trust. Uh, it's something that I've been studying for a long, long time and uh, it's also well known that Latvia is the country that has one of the lowest levels of political trust in Europe and uh, I probably I think probably in the whole world. For example, um, uh, uh, just recently in 2009, when Latvia was was one of the countries hit hardest by the economic crisis, and when the GDP dropped 24% just in one year, uh, so did the trust in the government. And uh, uh, according to studies, that of that time, Uh, 91% did not trust the Parliament, and 93% did not trust the parties. So basically these are levels of distrust that have not been seen, at least I haven't seen really in any other countries, any other surveys, in Europe at least. So, um, distrust has been something really, really persistent, Uh, and even when the economy was going up, the trust did not fall out to the same extent. Um, some people say that trust is not really problematic because democracy can function with, you know, even with moderate levels of trust. On the other hand, studies in, so- in the area of social capital has shown that it is trust is important from the point of view that it does facilitate like state and citizen cooperation. It lowers the levels of corruption. and makes just doing transactions easier. Uh, in, if, you, if you're talking about immigration and immigrants, trust is also a re- uh, one of the factors uh, affecting the willingness uh, or. Uh, unwillingness uh, to return, uh, which is a big issue now in Latvia because the government really has, <laughs> has, has spent a lot of uh, effort in trying to attract the, uh, the immigrants back. Uh, just a little background about the Latvian immigrants. Um, uh, just during the last 15 years, more than 10% of the Latvian population has emigrated, So this is a really unprecedentedly large in Europe uh, number. Of course, it cannot be compared to countries like, I don't know, like Lebanon or or something like that. But at at the European level, it's really, really large immigration rates. Um, So this is a big issue for Latvia. And what I wanted to look at in this study, in this paper that was just recently published in an academic journal, was something that no previous studies have looked at. That is, um, if a person moves abroad, what happens to the levels of political trust? Um, Because if you look at the literature, well, there's not much really on that topic written. um, But we can formulate two diverse hypotheses, uh, two distinct hypotheses. And one is that um, the trust should go up based on the fact that the trust in the Latvian government should go up based on the fact that there's still a bit of distrust maybe to the new, you know, to the new country as presidents. And and um, so at first they'll be still attached more or less to their own system and then with time they'll kind of adapt to the new country of residents and their trust in the Latvian government will go down when uh, they will like learn to appreciate what they have in the new country. Uh, or the, or, or it, can, it can also be that it works the other way around. That uh, at first, when they leave the, the, the country, when they leave Latvia, they have, they have this big grudge that, you know, I had to leave and, and, and there's this bad situation. And then maybe with time, with nostalgia, the, the levels of trust go up. So these are the two different hypotheses that we wanted to test. Um, um, interestingly, well, the first question that we asked in the survey um, was. Um, about the trust and we asked on on a scale from zero to ten what is your level of trust in the the Latvian government so what we found was really (laughs) staggering for us even though you know even for people who work in in, in, in that that field because the average uh, grade was 1.5 and overall 50% gave a grade of zero so it's just (laughs) it's just I I don't think it can be any lower than that Um, so um, we also, had, uh, we also had some comparative data from that same year from the International Social Survey Programme. So we were able to compare, how does that compare, with the inhabitants of Latvia, within Latvia. And uh, really, uh, it's not that Latvians are as distru- as distrusting as that uh, um, in Latvia. Um, just in Latvia, it was 3.8, and among immigrants, 1.5. So there's a really large difference. Um, so um, interestingly, uh, Uh, If you look, uh, in the Latvian immigration, we can distinguish different waves of immigration. One was before the uh, European Union, even among the uh, new diaspora starting from uh, regaining independence. One is before the uh, European Union, then there's this uh, relative period of growth, like 2004 to 2008, uh, then there's this crisis period from 2009 to 2011, basically, and then there's you know, the post-crisis period. And when we compare the trust levels among these uh, different groups of people, what we find is not really surprising, that those who left uh, during the crisis are much, much less, uh, um, they have much lower confidence in the Latvian government than, than the rest. So um, it really shows that the motivations and the feelings with which the people left uh, have an effect on how they feel about the government. Particularly those who left uh, because they could not make ends meet, uh, and those who left because they were unsatisfied with the political processes in the country. Uh, those are the ones who gave the, the lowest grades. Right. Um, interestingly, if we uh, we also asked in the survey how do they evaluate how much do they trust the governments of their um, of their new countries of residence, and um, and what we found was that the trust is much 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 higher um, the average trust was um, let me tell you like it was five point nine it was five point nine so it's really a good level of trust in in the government of the country they're currently residing one point five for latvia and about three point eight for the European Commission so um, um, another in, another interesting finding that we make is that uh, those who live in in other Eastern European countries uh, give comparatively comparatively higher grades to the Latvian government than those living, for example, in in Germany or in the UK or uh, or other other Western countries in in Europe. Uh, So the conclusion we can make is that people really uh, learn about the world in comparison, right? Uh, That um, if if they live in a wealthier country, in a more kind of um, better environment, they become more critical of their own country. Uh, and those who live in another, Europe, another, for example, Eastern European country, they are not as maybe demanding, and they feel that, you know, Latvia is actually maybe not that bad compared to Poland or Lithuania or other countries in Eastern Europe. Um, so that was interesting. Um, uh, now, so uh, the, the way we tested the hypothesis, and I'm turning to the main hypothesis, um was that we oh yeah we also obviously asked about uh, many different aspects uh, like uh, how do you evaluate the the tax system in Latvia and in the new country of residence so how do you evaluate the um uh, uh, healthcare system and education system in Latvia and in the new new country of residence um so basically in in almost all in almost all cases uh and countries or groups of countries, uh, Latvia was evaluated worse. On the other hand, there's really there's also some some diversity. Like for example, uh, those Latvian em- immigrants who live in Ireland, they think that the Irish education system is actually worse than the Latvian one. Uh, so uh, it, it can be worse. <laughs> uh, then on the other hand, uh, uh, when we ask about uh, which is also an interesting finding when we asked about the attitudes of employers towards employees. And in our press, we often hear about cases of discrimination of Eastern European immigrants, and them being treated badly and the passports being taken away and basically you know all sorts of bad things. But when we ask migrants themselves, we see that actually they evaluate the, the, the treatment uh, by their employers much better. In these new countries of residence than in Latvia, so this is again a, a strong message for the, for the employers in Latvia, really, because like envelope wages are still a big problem in Latvia. People really are not that aware of their rights as workers. So you know, it's it's it's, it's not that the things abroad are worse uh, in that regard um, as sometimes we, uh, it might seem. So. Okay, uh, also what is interesting, that um, uh, more positive evaluations we can we can find among the immigrants uh, in, for example, um, uh, in the US, in Australia, in, in, in New Zealand, or Canada, because these are the countries that uh, that host um, more uh, members of the old diaspora. Uh, and this is, again, something that we find in the data, that the old diaspora is much, much more likely to give uh, positive evaluations of the Latvian government uh, and of the situation in Latvia. Just for comparison, um, 73% of the New Diaspora and 45 of the Old Diaspora uh, uh, think that the, the, the situation in the Latvian economy is, 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 is bad or very bad. Right? So there's a really huge difference. that The New Diaspora think that actually things are much worse than the Old Diaspora. Uh, and also, seventy-three percent of the new dias- uh, no, sorry, ninety-one percent of the new diaspora uh, are uh, fully or, or, or you know partially uh, dissatisfied uh, with the uh, with how the Latvian government works. So it's again, they're just really unhappy with with, uh, with, with, with these things. Um, Now, turning to the substantial results, um, we did the regression analysis, uh, just a simple RLs analysis, uh, uh, and we ran uh, three separate models. Uh, um, One was just the baseline model um, uh, that, um, uh, where we included just like some some basic model where we included um, uh, all sorts of control variables. like, for example, the length, length of residence and identity and whether a person has any loans or uh, like reasons for immigration and, and the urban and rural and many other, you know, controlled variables. Um, in, the, in, in, in the next model, we also included media use. Uh, for example, how often a person uses different media channels because we thought that this might have an effect, including also Latvian media and Russian media and the media and all sorts of other media. And in the third model, we also included um, uh, like pure evaluations of the uh, of of how the government works and how the situation is in Latvia. Not in terms of trust, but in terms of you know, I think, uh, like I mentioned, you know, uh, that I think uh, I'm happy with how the the Latvian government works, or I think the Latvian the economic situation is, is actually good. Uh, because what we know from previous studies that uh, that actually political trust, uh, and this is a kind of strong finding from the previous studies, that it's basically endogenous uh, to a large extent. So if the government is performing well, then people are going to be likely to trust the government. And if not, then the opposite is going to be the case. So, um, yeah, so turning to the substantive findings. But first of all, about what we, what we um, uh, uh, the main focus of our study, uh, which was how does the time affect um, Affect the uh, evaluation of the government, a uh, trust in the government, and what we find is that actually uh, after the first year abroad, the trust in the Latvian government actually goes down by a lot. Uh, so basically, the way it happens is that the trust is relatively higher in Latvia among immigrants is already lower, and among uh, after one year it like drops even more, and then it kind of goes up a little bit like with time, but just 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 a little bit. Uh, so, so we find support uh, for the hypothesis that we had. That, uh, of course, there can be different explanations and different interpretation of what we find, um, and that is control for the other, for all the other controls. Um, uh, there can be different explanations, but one of them could be that uh, if uh, that pe- uh, first of all, uh, if if people live for a longer time in a country, they they probably. Learn about this country more. They learn to appreciate all these different uh, things that the country offers, and they become more critical of Latvia and what the but, but the Latvian government never gave, gave to them. So that's one of the explanations. The other explanation that that could be, is that, um, uh, yeah, that uh, living abroad uh, maybe their demands and their requirements uh, to, towards the government uh, and the environment are increasing and. Uh, and that's the reason why they started, uh, again, uh, evaluating more critically the Latvian government. Um, but that's really, really clear, finding that the trust actually, trust in the go- Latvian government, when li- living abroad, actually goes down, and after the first year in particular. So, um, uh, but we also found some other interesting uh, things um, um, that uh, affects the, the levels of confidence in, in, in the government. But first of all, we found that a very strong effect, the strongest effect of all that we found, Uh, was of the item that was um, we asked people to agree or you know to what extent you agree or not uh, that sometimes things happen in Latvia that makes me ashamed of Latvia. So that was the item that had the strongest effect and uh, this is really I think interesting uh, because the the way to explain it is really through the identity theories that if you live abroad and if if you see something really horrible, really kind of shameful happening in Latvia you feel that this is your reputation that is at stake as a Latvian, right, because people associate you as a Latvian if you live abroad, right. So whatever happens in Latvia it's kind of also your reputation that is at stake. So basically the conclusion that, that we can make is that really in order to increase the trust it's important to, to kind of improve the, the public image of also what, what is happening in Latvia. Um. Uh, the other thing that we find is those who feel attached to Latvia and, and who feel uh, who feel close to Latvian Latvians are more likely to to have you know to evaluate positively. Um, the government but what is also interesting that when we control for the actual uh, evaluation of the workings of the, the governments and the economy uh, then this difference uh, kind of disappears so it shows that the, that the, even among the, the people with very strong national feelings this, this trust is not blind it's still based on some kind of it, on, on, on perceptions of uh, well performing economy and actually things that, that so um, that's one thing um, also, uh, uh-huh. yeah, as, as you mentioned about the circumstances that the people left in, for example, those who left because they couldn't make their ends meet are, are some of the most dissatisfied with the government. Because uh, we also had qualitative interviews, more than 200 qualitative interviews in seven countries uh, with Latvian migrants. And it was also really clear that uh, some people felt that they, they they actually didn't have a choice but to leave, because uh, they couldn't support their families and they had some loans uh, and they had um yeah they they had lost their job, so basically they felt that basically the government was responsible for them having to you know I mean, basically having to have to leave um uh, what is also interesting is that um, we find uh, that the the trust is, is is much lower among Russians um uh, and uh, that this is mainly explained by the media and by the overall more critical evaluation of the Latvian economy and uh, the work of the government. So basically, if we control for the for the Russian media use, then the, then then basically the the difference uh, between Latvians and Russians is not statistically significant anymore. So this is really due to media and due to more negative feelings uh, towards the economy and the government. Um, Also interesting uh, is that uh, women, and particularly uh, not just women, but also people who have children have more negative attitudes towards the Latvian government, uh, which again highlights a very kind of persisting problem that we have in Latvia, that people feel that there's not enough support uh, for families and children compared to, for example, Western uh, countries. and again, uh, young people are the ones who have more positive uh, attitudes towards the government. But it is really linked to their reasons for emigrating, because uh, ma- mo- many of them leave uh, to study, and those who leave to study, uh, not to work, they just basically they don't, they don't have this grudge, you know, against the government. They, 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 they feel they feel that they are learning something. This is a good experience for them. Um, um, also, so. Um, Ah uh, yeah uh, those uh, immigrants who live in the capital city are more uh, uh, evaluate the Latvian government more positively, and this could probably be explained by the fact that in the capital city you have, you can find more often like they ask for organizations and all sorts of activities or something that you know that that, that that people can associate with that they can keep their ties with latvia somehow so uh, but those living outside of uh, outside who probably do not have that many opportunities they, they are more critical. Um, uh, when we look at the effect of media, um, we find that uh, there's no effect of media per se, there's no effect of being interested in politics per se, but what we do find is that, um, first of all, is the, the Russian media effect, because we asked, you know, in what, what language do you, do you read uh, or, or watch media? Uh, And those who were watching Russian media, they were much more likely to to have negative attitudes towards the Latvian government. Uh, And what is also interesting, what we didn't expect, actually even though it's logical, but it wasn't particularly like what we we expected to find, is that those mm, uh, there's a clear effect of diaspora media, and that um, even though we can't really say that this is the effect because we don't have longitudinal data, right? So basically, there's a link between having positive attitudes uh, towards the Latvian government and um, uh, participating in online uh, diaspora groups or reading diaspora newspapers. So this is a, could be a good way for people to stay in touch with the events in Latvia and to be more positive. Um, so, um, yeah. Uh, and finally, when we add the evaluations of uh, the economy and of the work of the government, what we find is uh, consistent with the previous studies uh, that indeed... Um, uh, the ne- the negative evaluations of the Latvian government the negative like the lack of trust in the Latvian government is to a large ex- extent explained by uh, people 's negative evaluations of the work of the government and uh, the state of the economy um, so basically what the government could do in order to improve the levels of trust is really to uh, just basically to work better and to to, to you know to uh, yeah, to to convince people that actually what they do is that they, they are doing a good job and and, and um, yeah and um, and defending the interests of 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 citizens, um, which many people don't don't feel is the case. Um, so yeah, so 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 this is basically what we found that uh, that yeah, so basically the justice to a large extent endogenous. Which particular? Uh, which particular uh, things uh, create this negative perception. Uh, We can't tell from this study, Uh, we need more studies, but it's clear that that there are some, that that, 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 that people really think that the government is performing poorly. Uh, Maybe it's about communication, maybe it's because they're really performing poorly, but in any case, people feel that this is the case, so this is the main reason for the low levels of trust. So yeah, thank you very much. First, some questions directly toward uh, Ita's yep. research project.
0: I had a question on detail. Yep. Uh, we might expect that uh, media from Russia would also cause less trust in, say, England or whatever the local government is. Do you see any, any connection to that? Or is it all mainly um, uh, tied to Latvia's government?
1: That's a really interesting question. Uh, I did not look at the determinants of trust in the government of the host country. I only looked at the trust in, in the Latin government. But I would expect that this is the case. I would really expect that this is the case. Um, uh, yeah, I could actually, this could be you know, an idea for a new paper. <laughs> I suppose, yes. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. How, how does this trust, non-trust issue play out within the limit? Healthcare services. in Latvia. I'm assuming, mm-hmm. and I'm ignorant on this, that Latvia has some kind of social democratic um, mm-hmm. government healthcare system. Um, how does it play out in uh, patients? Do they trust the healthcare system? Do they trust their
2: doctors?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the trust in the healthcare system uh, was actually um, it, it was very low. Like like trust in the education system and, and tax system and so on. Uh, but but there's a difference between trusting in the healthcare system and trusting in doctors, that's one thing.
2: Yes. Uh, For example, in Norway, yeah. people trust their doctors, but they
1: have not, less trust yeah. for the healthcare system. Exactly, exactly. Um, the thing is that the Latvian healthcare system, uh, because I've worked on that topic a bit as well, it's evaluated as one of the worst in Europe, even though it is kind of so, you know socialized in a way that, that you know if you get to hospital, you, 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 you get your treatment for basically almost for free, uh, but, the, but they're often queues, large queues, so you're not always able to get your surgery, for example, when you need it and things like that. Uh, people uh, evaluate especially highly the healthcare system in Germany. It's really like the most among the Latin immigrants. It's the, the most highly evaluated. Um, uh, what is also interesting that uh, we asked people after after the uh, questionnaire, uh, like uh, as the last question of the questionnaire, we asked them to leave some comments. And it was really painful to see that there were some people who wrote specifically that they left because they had no choice uh, due to medical conditions. Like, for example, if a person has a, a hepatitis C uh, in latvia the it is not covered this this kind of treatment is not covered by you know by, by, by the state, mm-hmm. so basically either you pay thousands and, and thousands of of you know of, of euros which most people don't have, or you just leave to another country when you can either earn enough or you can get that treatment so it's yeah so it shows that there are clear problems with that of course, it's not like a large group of people, so that's why. We don't talk that much about it, but there are cases yeah, like. That. I would hope there
0: wasn't a lot of help. Soon.
1: Yeah, yeah. So the healthcare system is really, really a problem now, and uh, it's getting. I think it's getting worse. And when when the crisis began, like two two areas that that that, that experienced the experienced the largest cuts were education system and healthcare system, which was already underfunded. So, and now, uh, you know, like, they cut about, I don't know, in case of healthcare system, that was close to 50% that was cut. And now when they add back, like, 1% or 2%, they make a big deal out of it. You know, all we're out of out of crisis, you know, we're adding money. You know. It's still not, it has not reached even the level where we were in 2007 after this time. Yeah? I have a question about, like, the level of linguistic, like, you've about linguistic use that you had.
0: Like, did you ask them if they speak like
1: lacking with their children or something like that, if that's correlated with the mm-hmm. what they want to uh, trust? That's an interesting hypothesis. I, I never thought of that hypothesis, to be honest. Uh, why would you expect that to be, to be linked?
2: Well, I mean, if, you, if you're interested in like, preserving
1: your language use, like you're going to yeah. Yes, like, yes, it, yes. and probably connected yeah. with how you feel about your... It, we actually have a question about that in the mm-hmm. questionnaire. Uh, when we asked, you know, whether it's important for you that your children speak Latvian, okay, cool. so I could really test that. Yeah, I, I didn't think about that, but they actually, actually I can test that. Yeah. And what is interesting is that um, even those Latvians who feel kind of negative towards Latvian and Latvians and, and anything, mm-hmm. uh, most still would prefer their children to be able to speak Latvian. Yeah. So it's, it's a really large part of the identity. And uh, some people have returned home because they were shocked by how quickly their children uh, assimilated. They were not expecting their children suddenly to start, start speaking English. It was, oh, it's not, yeah. you know, and yeah, so. And, so. and then
2: you could look at like you know differences between different, like diaspora populations, actually like, Yeah.
1: Sure yeah, actually, it's a good idea. Not
2: how dense the
1: This is a good region, idea. The if
0: there. okay, so there's so enough yeah. old diaspora,
1: like maybe they can continue. It's true. It's true, and also, it, it could be related, it could be linked to the trust because there's not much support to language learning, for example, mm-hmm. among the diaspora children. It's very much po- based on, on voluntary activities of the diaspora. and Yeah, and
2: it could be connected to maybe they like hopes to return, right?
1: So they'd want to like, make sure their children... That's awesome. Did I check that? Did I? Did I test that? I should have tested that for sure. I can't say for sure, but... It's a long, 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 long list <laughs> that, that, that I that I consult for for family and yeah. friends and I and didn't right away. Huh? And like life satisfaction as well and, and and uh all like all sorts of things. Yeah. So yeah, education actually makes a difference as well. Mm-hmm. But it's always the case. So it's yeah. the case for migrants as well.
0: You so, mentioned most of your uh, people were in seven countries, which ones are they?
1: Um, The the seven largest for the Latvian diaspora are, uh, like the the very largest one is the UK, which is about one third of the Latvian immigrants. Uh, Then there's Ireland, uh, Germany, uh, the US, which is mostly the old diaspora still, but also the new diaspora as well. Um, uh, There's Norway, um, and there is um, Sweden as well. And then it's like Austria and, 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 and Netherlands and, and these
0: countries. So these are the largest... Yeah, these are the largest... Really yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yes. But they are not just our, our uh, study. It's, it's really among the, 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 the you know, what, what we find in this official statistics as well. It's really correspondence well to that. Is that the last 20 years
0: then? Or, or what time frame are you
1: looking at this immigration um, um, in our study, we actually surveyed everyone. We also surveyed the old diaspora, who were born in, 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 uh, in abroad already. Um, but for this analysis, for the regression models, I used, uh, only, um, I used only those who, uh, I only used only the new diaspora. I mean, the, the new diaspora. Which is dated what days? uh Which is those who emigrated starting from 1991.
0: And the old diaspora
1: is dated? Um, well, most of them left in the 40s uh, or, you know. Yeah, know post yeah, War. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Some moved to Germany, like, for example, to the U.S., many stories like that. And, that. Yeah. And, yeah, there's a really large difference that the old diaspora think that things are better in Latvia than in the diaspora, so. I don't know why. It's interesting why. It's, it's, I don't have the hypothesis.
0: The haziness of memory.
1: Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah ma- no, maybe, maybe, maybe that was that Latvia that was better, the one that they left from, rather than. They educational system. They were very top notch in Europe. Yeah. It's also true. Yeah. yeah. It is true. I'm curious, though. I've,
0: you're welcome to ask specific questions, yeah, but I had a question for both of you. ottomet mentioned that policy was one of the things he might be thinking about, but you didn't really talk about Estonia's government policy related. Did you mention policy or not? I the word policy I know. came up in your introduction. Do you see uh, now, as you're researching these uh, networks in Estonia, do you yeah. see for a government official aiming at integration of Estonia's public, do you see policy, uh, uh, some? Spin-offs from your research. Um, the same thing, yeah. for,
2: same question for Intex too. Um, to put it briefly, what I have done so long, I would say that, um, how to say, the opposite said, no policy implication. Namely, it seems like uh, the fact that Russian speakers are congregated in certain parts of the city, it doesn't really matter in terms of social uh, social integration. So attempts to spread people out more evenly evenly in Tallinn are probably not useful. So um, I would call it non-policy.
1: Now for us, Uh, the policy implications uh, are a big part of what we're doing really. uh, even though like this was an independent study, I have to, to emphasize that, it was funded by the European Social Fund, uh, so basically we applied for a grant and, and we got that grant, so we, we, we were not influenced by any policymakers, ministries or, or, or so on. Um, but from the very beginning there was already a, a huge interest from the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, from the Ministry of Economics that is responsible for the return migration plan of Latvia. Uh, they also helped us uh, in the initial stages of the survey by distributing the materials through the embassies and, and, and you know helping our causes and giving interviews and stuff like that. So um, uh, they felt that they needed uh, more information in uh, formulating the diaspora uh, the policy guidelines that were formulated at that time specifically. So we tried to do everything we could, obviously, to... To share the information, to share the data, whatever we found, and, and you know, kind of serve as a medium between the public and the policymakers. I don't know how well we did, you know, we managed to do that, but it's definitely what we were aiming to do. Um, also, the diaspora organizations, uh, the Latvian schools, uh, everyone really uh, was interested in the data. So. Um, I wish we could do more, I wish we could write more and, and publish more, but I mean, the time we, we only have as much time as we have. We just recently published a, a book uh, based on the survey results, uh, also the special issue of this academic journal that, that this paper is published in. Uh, yeah, we were invited for many, like, several presentations in different uh, ministries, the Ministry of Economics, the Commission of the Social Cohesion uh, by the Latvian Parliament. Um, and uh, yeah, Ministry of Culture conferences um, and, and so on Can
0: and so on. I, uh, so saying people people are interested in your data yeah. and in your re- research, that's of course very useful, but are there policy suggestions that you come with uh, come up with? Out of, uh, um, out of, or are you going to leave the policy decisions to other people?
1: Um, that was not the main task of the project, I must say. This was, this was mainly a scientific project, and it's interesting that and now also, you know, when I look at other studies that have been of immigrants that have been done in other, in other countries and how successful or unsuccessful they've been, the conclusion I've come up, that, 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 that but I've realized now, is that it was very important that during the study we emphasized that we are an independent research institution. We are not linked to the state in any way. This is a scientific project because this was, you know, this this is this this this, this is this was important for to increase the response rates. Because a, a study in Hungary that I just recently read about, they did the opposite. They basically sided with the Central Statistical Office, and you know all these official channels, and, and their response rate was extremely poor, and they themselves concluded that that was because, you know, people blamed the government for their misfortunes and for, you know for everything, and you know you, if you're kind of cooperating with the government, then left. on the other hand, of course, they won't. Their voices to be heard, and they <laughs> so it's kind of a tricky situation, you know. Um, it's just, it's 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 a thin line that we have to kind walk, yeah. It would be
0: interesting to have you both ask each other the 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 questions that you asked in your separate studies. So, for example, if you would ask her, would you find the same results about cell phone data in Latvia and? you would ask him, do you think Estonians trust their government?
2: I would, I would ask something else. You, yeah. you feel free to ask about cell phones in Canada.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 would you...
2: But I will not uh, ask your question.
1: <laughs> one?
2: So my question would actually be that, uh, did you analyze uh, integration into new uh, host country? And how yes. much like friends and yeah. how yes, much do they follow media and then stuff like that yes. and how it relates to the? Latvian trust
1: in the Latvian government? Uh, Did I look at, I think that, again, that's something that I didn't include in the model, but I did analyze how well do they integrate. I I wrote a separate paper on that. And the Latvian migrants integrate extremely well Extremely well, but part of that is that this is a very small country with a small community. So if you move abroad, there's, you know, you're not going to be stuck in your community because just, just there's very few Latvians yeah. around you. So it's not like can Polish. You, can or Romanian. you come,
2: some, uh, come up with some figures? Like through five years, for instance, what is the percentage of local um, non-Latvian latvian friends? Friends, something like that. Um,
1: I'd definitely, more than two thirds have have friends among locals. In five years, definitely. Uh, I have specific data on that as well. i have overdo the paper, maybe if you're interested. Um, yeah, they really do have, yeah. And with time, obviously, it increases the more time you spend abroad. Okay, what about
2: language fluency?
1: Um, we also ask about friends among uh, Latvians in the host country, we ask about uh, friends among other Eastern European migrants in the host country, and among the locals. And we actually, I expected to find a bigger difference, for example, that people would have more friends among, for example, Eastern Europeans and less friends among the locals. But this is not really what we found. We found that actually they had about as many, if not even more, friends among the locals. So they, they, there are very few Latvian immigrants who do not work. Those people who emigrate, they are largely work migrants. The so they are in the labor market. So they're constantly in touch with some other people, mostly local people. You know. For the, for the Polish community it could be different you know there are Polish shops and there are Polish everything so you could probably live there without I don't know even speaking English right <laughs> but for the Latvian community it's not the case so like or, yeah, like or, or for the Russians actually as well like in New York there are still some places where actually I've been to some places where like there are shops there everything is in Russian like the whole area of, of, of the city that is Russian in Latvian it's not the so, yeah. I worked in Chicago for um, the, much of the
0: period that you're talking about in the Lithuanians, I was very surprised that they had better relations with Russians than they did with uh, diaspora Lithuanians
2: for example they took information from them and they didn't um...
1: it could it's, it's interesting, this, this is an interesting, interesting remark because I, I, you know, I don't know that much about Polish migrants. I've lived in Poland for almost five years, so I know a bit of the Polish context. But what I've read about the Polish migrants is that actually, at least some of them, they actually try to avoid other Polish migrants. Honestly, I don't know why. I have maybe they have been, I read that actually there have been some bad cases of people kind of stabbing in the back or, you know, doing some bad things. So I don't know to what extent it's true, but this is something that I've found in scientific literature. Um, and another interesting conclusion that I found was that uh, uh like we have this uh, we have about 35% russian speaking minority which is actually more than in Estonia even. So um so what we found was that the latvian community uh, 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 kind of grouped together around latvians like by by the kind of latvian ethnicity. The russian community they were organizing along the language lines. So it was all like Russian Russians and Latvian Russians and Ukrainian Russians and, and Azerbaijani Russians so it was like a community that was that way but we also found interesting that as part just some other findings that, 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 that we found when doing the study that there was first of all the response rates among Russians were much lower than among the Latvians uh, which also kind of shows that they're not as attached to the country either. Because uh, we did try to uh, um, to talk to the Russian uh, to the Russian population as well. We went to some we gave some interviews to Russian radio stations. We published in the Russian some banners in the Russian uh, online portals and, and and social media and so on. So we, we really reached out to them, but the response was still really really low. And when our interviewer went to Sweden to actually interview some migrants qualitatively, <laughs> the rumors spread that there was a Latvian spy trying, you know, to, yeah, honestly. Trying to to find out some social security information or something, you know, and uh, yeah, I mean the, the distrust is to that level. And they, like when I, when I talk to that that researcher afterwards, she's like, but you know, the the first question that they ask ask you is like, but do you really want us to come back? Because because in in Latvia, they, they, at least part of them, they feel that they are un, not wanted. That that you know, <laughs> so. Are you really interested in us? Would you like us to come back? And there's really a large mistrust. Um, Of course, course, uh, statistically speaking, um, their attachment to Latvia is lower than that of Latvians. That's, That's just empirically a fact. Uh, but on the other hand, we also found that those Russians who wanted to be a part of the Latvian community were often rejected. Like, for example, when there were some events taking place uh, related to Latvia, uh, the Russian speakers were not even informed about that because the embassy didn't expect them to, to wish to be involved in that. So it's kind of...
2: But that's not exactly the same as being rejected. It's not invited, but not being rejected.
1: Yeah, but there were also stories like, for example, what happens if a Russian person goes to celebrate our Midsummer Festival to the Latvian community? What happens? What do you okay. think what happens?
2: He, <laughs> she's sitting alone and... Yeah.
1: Yeah, so it's just, they're not... It sounds like Europe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, there, um, now we're getting into issues of advocacy for different <laughs> parts of the <laughs> island, and, and scholars shifting from scholarship into rhetoric, defending or attacking different parts of the group. I think, it's, I, I think we have time for informal discussions now. I thought um, it was informal. uh are definitely, definitely, <laughs> definitely uh, going, to, going to be here for a while, uh, for another 10, 20 minutes in this room. Uh, but we can end the formal presentation question and answer session mm-hmm. by thanking Ottobet and Inta for the very interesting and provocative uh, lectures.
2: Thank you.
0: Thank you.